It's the Game One Podcast. Today is all dribbling. Brought to you by Brownfield Online. The shooting today is so much better. Your one-stop shop for Terry County sports and information. Welcome, welcome. This is Game On. Like always, I'm your host, Eduardo Diaz Miranda. And with me, like always, is my co-host, uh, Christian Jones. And again, this podcast is brought to you by uh, Brownfield News and brownfieldonline.com, where you can, you're one source for all Terry County news, sports, and information. Everybody, we are here with the head coach of Brownfield Baseball, Coach Eric Marine, who is also an Army vet. How are you doing, How are you doing today, Coach? Pretty good. Awesome. So we're going to start off with just a couple of quick questions about being a veteran. One of those first ones is going to be, what do you think is the number one things veterans need today? Um, just access to facilities and just um, support. I think that'd be the two main ones that that veterans need. Sometimes we live in remote areas. We don't have access to those things. We have to go. We have to actually travel to go. Before the Lubbock one was established, I had to go all the way to Big Spring mm-hmm. or Amarillo. So I was always bounced around there and just a better organization. I feel like it's not as organized as it should be. I mean, come on, man. I mean, we worked in the military and everything was freaking organized to how we made our bed. And it's just hard to believe that it's hard to, to get a, an appointment that I've been waiting for almost two, three years for. So mm-hmm. just things like that. But other than that, I mean, that's basically it. How are you treated as a veteran in Brownfield? Um, <clears throat> pretty good, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't get free things if that's what you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even on veterans day? No, I mean, yeah, but of course I'm a veteran. But I go to Lubbock for that. But um, I mean, I'm not I'm not spit on or anything like that. I mean, but every, every, pretty respectful, you know. Every you know, they know who I am, you know. But I come from a, a family of veterans, so we just kind of just kind of continue the heritage or the traditions there. So people without a direction today, like even maybe some of the kids that you coach and stuff like that, would you suggest to them that the military is a good path? That's funny that you say that because I think I've been in this system for almost six, seven, eight years, and um, I know of six kids that have already joined and that are still in, and they always can they always contributed back to me about what I said in the classroom, which I can't most of the time I don't recall what I say, but I do <laughs> I know I do mention that sometimes college isn't for everyone, you know it is you know it's just it's just not for you and I, that you know you, there's always other options. I always say military because I mean in three years you don't know what you're doing. You go to the military for three years, trust me, you'll figure it out quick what you want to do. And you'll know what you don't want to do. And, you know, some people stay, some people leave. But the point is, is it it gives you that foothold in in life, that foothold that some kids don't have because they're just searching about what do I want to do with my life and stuff like that. When you go in there, it gives you you the discipline you need to actually go forward for your goals. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just gives you that sense of direction. Yes, it does. Another thing I wanted to ask was, what was your journey from – you know, high school to military and stuff like that. Okay. So, um, I was one of those naive kids where I thought I was going to go play pro baseball. I was, I, you know, I was, I was good for a three, a, you know, but I didn't know anything else. I didn't know there was a four, a or five, a, you know, <laughs> so I really did it. I mean, you're, you laugh, but I really didn't know that. So, I mean, I was a good three, a kid. I got all district and I was, I thought I was the best. Um, I walked onto Lubbock Christian. I remember that tryout and it was like, Oh, it's horrible. I mean, just the, it's just programming. It just I just realized they were, man, I suck. I am not that good as I thought I was. So I went through this whole kind of like depression thing, like, oh my God, I don't and then I wasn't good at school, of course. So I dropped out. I did drop out. Well, I was actually I didn't drop out yet. I was hanging in there. And then, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time too. And we ended up, you know, having a child. So I thought, well, I can't raise a child on at Long John's paycheck, you know, and trying to go to school. So I had decided to go to the military. And once he said it was free medical, he I was sold. 
Mm-hmm. So I went, I went to the, I went to the army for nine years there. And then I, of course, I, I just, I've been all over the world. And then when I got out, I still wasn't going to be a teacher. I wasn't, you know, um, I found out that I had all this money for college that I didn't even know I had, you know, I know I signed a, the contract saying I had it, but I didn't know what it was. So I decided to go to South Plains and then, you know, there, I had the, what, the post 9-11 bill, which was new. That one wasn't even there when I, when I, when I initially enlisted. So I accidentally ended up with a degree at um, South Plains <laughs> College. And, um, you know, they said, well, we can continue to pay your, your school if you go to another, another school. So I was going to go to tech at first. And the, the guy there was just, he was kind of being rude because I had kids. I was a single parent, actually. And I said, I can't go to classes at this time, you know, because I have kids and stuff like that. He's like, well, you know, you can take it or leave it. I was like, I'm going to leave it. So I just walked up and, you know, he's like, no, sir, you can come on. I was like, no, man, I'm done. So I went, um, I was just driving. I was really mad. And I was right there on, um, right there where Lubbock Christian was. And I had already went to Lubbock Christian. I was like, I looked over there and I was like, you know what? Let me, let me see what they have to offer. So I pulled in. I talked, I asked to speak to a counselor and he's like, what can Lubbock Christian do for you? I mean, right there, just. Just how he opened it, I was like, okay, well, I got this scenario. He's like, that's no problem. We have night classes. We can accommodate you. And I'm like, okay, well, cool. So, you know, I ended up going to Lubbock Christian. I ended up with a bachelor's degree. Still didn't want to teach, though. I was trying to be a police officer, actually, in Lubbock. And um, so I, when I had graduated, I was still trying to get into the police officer academy. And the superintendent, you know, God bless his soul, he was, he's passed away now. But he came to my house. He went to, he went to church with my grandmother. He's like, hey, I, I, heard, I heard you have a degree. Your grandma told me you had a degree in education. I was like, uh, yeah, I think that's what it's for. Yes, I do. <laughs> I said, yes, sir, I do. He's like, were you interested in the job? I go, I don't know. What does the job, you know, consist of? He's like, well, we're going to give you PE and, you know, we can have you coaching. I go, okay, cool. Because you, we actually have the head golf coach available. And I was like, golf? <laughs> I, not, I don't know anything about golf. Last time I played golf was 19, no, it was, was 1999 in Korea. It was putt-putt. Okay. So, <laughs> but anyway, I decided to join on and, you know, I've been, I've been here ever since. It just, it, it, it's, um, this job is very similar to the military because you really don't know what to expect every day. Every day is new and just, you know, there's policies, there's procedures, and there's just guiding young people. So it's the same thing pretty much I did it in the military, you know, without the bullets. Uh, that must be a major benefit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's awesome, Coach. That actually sounds like a really awesome journey. Yeah. It's actually kind of comparable now. Minus, I didn't have the kid when I went to Wayland, but I did get to Wayland and decide that I really just wasn't for me. Yeah. And I, I dropped out as well, ended up taking a year off. Then I went to SPC, but I did think about LCU. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes. But I decided that uh, LCU was a little expensive. So, yeah, it was expensive, but I, I had all the benefits. And um, actually, I actually met my wife there at that night course that oh, they wow. suggested. <laughs> so it, it was. It, it's crazy how life, I mean, I'm a big believer of life will show you where it's going to take you if you just open your eyes. And I just let it take me where it was. And I ended up, you know, meeting my wife and my children, my new, my, my next life. So it was actually pretty cool the way it turned out. I find it funny, coaches, that you mentioned how you're bad at school, because that reminded me of my time at school. Because man, I sucked at school. Yeah. The fact that I got a bachelor's right now is is a miracle, <laughs> in, in my opinion. But now that you're a coach, you're coaching the baseball team. 
How's that experience been being able to help these guys, a lot of them possibly in your same uh, shoes, you know, trying to figure out if they can play professionally or play at the next level? Because I know a few of them have talked about that with me. The benefit of, of the kids now than when I was in is the kids now have a, a, a broader vision of what it takes to get to the next level. You know, they they, they kind of understand what it, the, the process. See, back when I was there, we didn't understand the process too much. We, we thought, oh, I'm good. I'm going to get signed on and I'm going to go play professional. We had no idea that the stats were totally against us. So, um, that, you know, every day I, we talk to the kids, you know, I like, I like using baseball as like a guide to life, you know, because it's a, it's a, it's a, I call it a control. This is what I tell them. It's a controlled adversity environment where everything is controlled, where, yeah, you lose, but you can reset and you can do it again. What you do is you take the experiences from that situation and you just get better. I go, and you're going to apply that to life too, because life's going to throw a lot of things in your face and you just got to readjust, you know, you regroup and you just re-engage re it, you know, and that's how I tell them to do it. So I like doing that. I mean, we don't we don't always just talk about baseball. I always constantly tell them, you know, what what's your plans? You know, if you don't want to go to college, you don't have to go to college. At least have a plan. If have a plan B, have a plan C. Just always be prepared for what you're gonna do when you do you know when you do graduate. How long do you think these kids are taking to it? Well, there are, my kids are young. Okay? So <laughs> yeah. some of the times it's it's in one ear and out the other. I can I know when to stop. Because, you know, you can tell by their facial expressions, you know, and it's like it's like looking at kindergartners and, you know, you're like, OK, I've, they've had enough. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's try to do something else. So but um, some of them do take to it. You know, um, we've had some guys actually sign and they're actually they actually call me and they're like, hey, well, you know, we want to get in with you. And what do I need to do to, to work for a Brownfield ISD? And I, we, I, I guide them to where they need to go. So hopefully we'll see some of those guys come back. I already know of Carlos Bazan trying to do that. He actually played at Eastern. You know, I've been trying to get my kids to come over here, you know, but they're not they're not they're not fond of the teaching world. So we'll see what happens. I can tell you as someone who's had family members try to get me into the teaching world, I'm not fond of it either. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of avoid that. And even though I would love to coach, I don't want to be a teacher yeah. ever. But coach, one of the things you brought up was uh, how you're hiding these kids and, and the, they're so young. And one of the things you're doing is you know, you're not keeping your roster for varsity and JV the same. You're constantly rotating, moving them around, giving them the reps necessary to, to get better, which is something I think is, is probably the most important thing, especially for such a young pitching core you have. I do. I do have a very young pitching staff. Um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a pitcher that's going to throw it by a lot of, a lot of people. Well, we don't have that. So we have to spot up a lot. But I use the rotation to get those reps because they are young. I do not want them just sitting on the bench and just wasting their time. So if I have that the opportunity to, okay, well, I can go give you reps on the JV and that's good. That that'll be good for them. Plus it helps my JV because my J my JV is a little weaker too than what I, what I wanted it to be. We have a lot of young players there that don't have the experience yet. So that it helps them out there and it balances the game out where we're, where they're just not getting blown out. And then those big, those older kids can help the younger kids. So it's all a learning process. I look at it as an, like just an overall unit where everybody is helping everyone out. And it's just a con, like you said, it's just a constant rotation. Plus some of the, I don't, I feel that if some of these guys, there's a lot of pressure on them for varsity and they're starting to feel that now. They're starting to see like, if you walk that guy, statistically, that guy's going to go score. And um, so there, there's a lot of pressure there. So when I feel like they have, they're they're there and they're about to explode, I just like calm down. <clears throat> You'll play with the JV today. Go have fun. Go get just go get your stick or try to find your spots or get some reps at first or third or whatever. And then come they'll come back a little bit more, you know, refreshed. 
How well do they take to going from, you know, you said you take them to varsity, say they do something, maybe that need they need to go back down to JV. How well do they take to that? Because I know whenever I was an athlete, if I got moved from varsity to JV, I was not happy. But that's also coming from a very different standpoint. Right. They at, um, at first, they were, they were kind of at odds with it. They didn't understand the reasoning bef- behind it. And even though I explained it, they still didn't understand it. But now that we're there, we're starting to rotate and they're starting to see, okay, well, yeah, I'm actually getting some more reps than I would on varsity. They're playing more. And then they're starting to, they're start. I think they're starting to understand it, but we're going to see, you know, district comes around and it, it's going to still kind of be the same. We're going to still use the same process. Now, of course, there is a game limit and a, and a tournament limit that I have to, I have to stay in it. That's the, that's the difficult about doing this is I actually have a chart and I have to mark down each time <laughs> somebody plays somewhere and I have, and I have a total of games to make sure that they, they do not go over that. But see, now I got to be really careful too, because I have to get them ready. If, say I'm going to use this guy for, for the playoffs. I got to make sure he's in the standard that he's not over those limits. So I, so he has that room or that, that, yeah, that room to, to go ahead and go into the playoffs. Yeah, coach, this reminds me a lot of what the major league does with their minor leagues. Is that yes. where this idea came from? The well, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, of course, yeah. Anybody that knows baseball knows that the majors do do this. You know, they they go back and forth from the minors to the majors. You know, they go they go down and up, and yeah, and then that's that's the, that's how baseball works. I mean, baseball is a little different from football and basketball. You know, but football and basketball is kind of set on those varsity players, and they depend on those. Well, see, I I have the luxury of actually pulling people up. I got some I got some really good freshmen right now that are playing for varsity now, and they're playing multiple roles. They're pitching. You know, I'm probably going to even, they're probably, you're probably sitting in the outfield here in a minute too, because, you know, they are hitting, they are putting the ball in play. So, and then, but not on that, on that same note, sorry, <laughs> school thing is still on. Even though it's spring break, we still got the alarms. Yeah, we still got the bells going. You know, um, but on that same note, like the other day, I did bring them down to Estacado to get a game in just so they can just kind of have fun with the game still, because they're still, they're still, they're still kids. So. Now let's go into one of the things I find the most interesting with your program is the fact that you have a rare chance to get your kids the opportunity to play on a minor league field. As we saw this last weekend, they got to play at the uh, Momentum mm. ba- uh, Bank Ballpark, the home of the Rockhounds, which is a team that's with Oakland A's. Oakland A's. So, you know, that's something usually most teams don't get a chance unless it's, you know, a state title game. Right. You know, how big is it for your guys to get this opportunity? I don't think they realized how big it was. It's like they were kind of like starstruck. They were just quiet. It was really <laughs> weird. You know, I thought they were going to be like kids all like, you know, hey, we're going to the park, you know, but they were just really quiet and you could tell they were really nervous. But um, that's, that's, that's to, that's to Greenwood, a guy named Steven Rodriguez in Greenwood. He's been, I think this is his fifth year doing this. So we've been doing this for five years. And um, I'm always put up against 4A, 5A schools, <laughs> but you know I will I'll sacrifice that to play on that on that field. So yeah, it's a great experience. You know, there's a lot of rules there on that field. There's things that we can and can't do. So the kids are like, whoa! I mean, this is really and they're touching the grass. You know, look, I thought he was turf and blah blah blah. You know, <laughs> I had a kid slide into third. You saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was safe, but because that ground is so well kept, he just slid past the base. He's like, oh, coach, I thought it was you know like dirt, like I was gonna get stuck, but I just kept going you know so i mean yeah it was a great experience for us you know so they really enjoyed it, it was a great day too you were there ed i mean we could we could have been out there in shorts it was so warm yeah, in there. yeah it actually was we were in jackets and we both were taking them off yeah taking off the undershirts and everything we were just it was a great day to play baseball it was, it at was. a great stadium i actually had one more question for you it goes back to one of the games i went and watched in uh, la misa i asked you this question but it was really brief um 
seize the moment. I hear you say that all the time. I was thinking maybe you could go into a little bit more explanation about more of that for you. Okay, well, see, the the, the thing that, are, that I'm trying to get these kids to understand is when you play varsity, sometimes you don't get moments. Or when you do get it, it's maybe just one. And you have to do, I mean, you have to take advantage of that moment because sometimes, like, you'll be in, I was an outfielder. Very rare when I got the ball hit to me. And when I did, I was like, oh, yes, I finally get to catch. And I remember in my head, I'm always constantly, okay, if it gets to me, I got to do this because I knew I was only going to have one chance at this. So I had to seize the moment. So I always tell them to seize the moment. Plus, some of these kids are still competing for spots. So now that you're you're up to bat and you got bases loaded, well, that is your moment. Mm-hmm. Seize the moment. I always say opportunities too. Mm-hmm. Opportunities, opportunities. So here's your opportunity. But what they don't understand is you don't get many of them on varsity. You start you start pinpointing who can do it and who really can't. So you got to go with you got to go with who's strong because you know you still it's a competitive sport. You know mm-hmm. it's a competitive league. So I always tell them, you know, when that opportunity comes, you got to seize it because if you don't, you're going to miss it and you might have to wait till next year to get another one. So do you think you correspond that to life as well? And if so, do you think they pick up on it? Oh, yeah. I, and I do actually do relate to, to life. You know that you have to have when those opportunities come, you got to take them because if you sit like sometimes I, I mention it like with girls, you know, too, you know, like, <laughs> you know when you, you know, you got that girl there and you don't want to take because there's this kid that I we had a. He, he was all looking at this girl in Whataburger last year. And I was like, dude, just go talk to her. And he, he, for, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Even this year, he's like, coach, I'm telling you, man, ever since that day, I just seize it. I just, I just, if I see somebody, I just go talk to him. So we use that in life too. But yeah, every time it was like, you know, if you have a, an opportunity to go to, so I got a kid that's going to go see some, some colleges. Yeah, go. He's like, well, I might miss Abernathy. I was like, that is more important. Go see, go seize that moment and go get that opportunity to see that school. I think it's really cool that you're actually letting them go do that because I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to go see a couple of colleges for my career and I actually got told that I needed to be at the high school. I needed to be participating. I mean, let's be real. Baseball, I love baseball, but at the end of the day, it's just a game. You know, life is more important than any game. And if these kids come up to me and say, hey, I have this, or it, I mean, it's like for college or even a family issue, I'm totally sympathetic to what they say, you know, but you got to kind of watch what they say because Thank, thankfully I'm from here they're like well so and so and so I was like no that's not true I'm related to that person <laughs> so you know I was like no I go okay you know I understand that that's going on but that's not till 2 o'clock okay you can come you know I, I so I, sometimes I, I catch them on that but yeah I mean it, if, if they're going to go out and do something that's important for their lives and I'm I'm not going to say I got a kid that did powerlifting and it was very rare when he came to practice and he, he would get really frustrated I was like hey look don't worry about it you made the team I'm not going to punish you for doing two sports it's awesome that you're doing two sports. You go do your thing when you have time. Come on over. Because I knew, you know, powerlifting, once he gets to where he needs to get, I knew he's still got all the district with me anyway. So it's it's no big deal. And I'm bringing that up, you also have two who are on the, oh, the tennis, tennis team. team yes. And, they, you know, they were not at the Midland game. No, they were As not. they were able to go up. You let them go up to uh, the mini state they had with the TCCA yes. up in San Antonio. So, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. How, how big is it for these guys to know that you have their back like that, coach? Well, it, I mean, it's all about trust. I mean, this goes back to the military, too. The, the troops got to trust you. They got to trust your leader because if they don't trust you, they're not going to do what you want them to do. And, you know, when it gets down to life and death stuff, you really need them <laughs> to do what you ask, you know. And that's just how I look at these kids. I look at them like they're my troops. I take care of them. I make sure they're fed. I make sure that they're clothed. I make sure that their emotional and psychological needs are met. You know, and their medical needs are met. So that's how I look into this, into like, that's how I treat them. They, I don't think they know that. I don't, I definitely don't tell them that, but that's how I treat them. 
That's really cool, actually, because I know whenever I was in high school, I didn't get that same treatment. I think if I would have gotten that treatment, I might have been able to do a little bit more in my career. Mm -hmm. Just because, like I said earlier, whenever I would I would ask, hey, can I go to this college to tour it? Like, oh, well, you know, we have a meet that day. We really need you here. So maybe you could, you know, postpone that. Yeah, so I'm, and it was I'm like, not like that. <laughs> it was like, you know, this is one of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity yes. to go pursue a sport in college. You know, those things are huge. Small percentage of people get to do that. Right. But I think it would have been really cool to have a coach like you in high school as well that just cared about more than just, you know, maybe their success or their stat line and their years of coaching and stuff like that. Well, see, I mean, me and Coach Hammonds, I mean, we've been doing this for years and we already know who's who. And we and we we always communicate like, OK, well, Coach, what do you got going on? this? Well, I got this, this and this. He's like, I go, look, Coach, I, this is just an, a preseason game. You're about to go to regionals. <laughs> Let them go over there. And then the kids are very our kids are free to choose where they go. I'm not I don't never. Oh, well, that's messed up. You're choosing that sport. I don't never tell a kid that. I never tell a kid that. I always tell the kid, you do what's best for you and your family. You know, I've actually talked to the two players who are on the tennis team about that. And and that's exactly what they what they tell me is like that both coaches are really good at communicating and letting them choose where to go. So they don't have to pick, hey, I can't go to this tennis meet because of baseball or I have to go to baseball, so I have to miss this meet. You know, it's actually well done. And and how you know, when you look at that coach, how big is it for, or how important is it for the coaches to be able to communicate like this to allow these kids to be successful in multiple sports and 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 learn what this is like, how to work with others so that they're successful in life as well? Right. It's all about communication. I mean, sex, successful communication is the key to success. I mean, it's just that's just the. I mean, you have to have communication. When you start eliminating the communication, now you bring up confusion, and now most likely things are going to get messed up. Or go just go you know the opposite direction. So yeah, we we always communicating that, and the kids know you know that we always that me and Hammonds do. It's like well we talk. And sometimes they get they're they're afraid to say what they want to do, and we always tell them like if you want to do that, just tell me so I can prepare someone else for that spot. Like for example, I mean it actually benefited JJ that they actually went to that because JJ got to see third base for a whole tournament, and he actually had more hitting reps this tournament. So I mean it 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 that's the positive of, of everything. You gotta look at the positive of everything that we do in this program. I mean, so and so got hurt. I mean, oh man, that's that that sucks. But it's like, oh, okay, well, it hey man, it, it, there's your opportunity. Come on, you know, there, you know, I mean, I, I know it's it's a sacrifice on that part, but I mean you gotta look at it like that. The positives in every in every choice that we make. And following morning, um, we're gonna go a little into district now. That's coming up soon. What are your thoughts right now on your team's chances at district and getting one of those four playoff spots and hopefully avoiding that number four seed and playing Thordillo again, who you guys played last year. Yeah, that's a good team. In, in a uh, home and home, which meant you had to travel all the way out to the border of Mexico to play them, which many people don't know. I actually got to go on that bus drive with them, which was not fun, <laughs> but the game was a great game. You guys got close to beating them, uh, but different squad, different team. What are you looking to see from these guys? as they go into this district and try to play for that three or four spot? Well, Littlefield is going to be strong. We've been seeing Denver City, man, they got some hitters. And the good news about our team is everything that's being hit to us, we're actually stopping now. We're actually getting those. It's starting to become routine. We're almost like 97% that if it's hit to us, we're going to get that out. And we're also making good plays. So we're making plays that are out of our range, and we're still making those. 
And right now, we've even had some 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 opportunities where we've made great plays. We've had Adriano make yeah. diving catches at short. We've had Loden have diving catches over there. And I mean, we we're starting to make some really good plays. Our pick package is already ready to go. There's still two more things that I want to add on just to kind of keep the run game, you know, limited. Um, but as far as um, like I said, they're gonna hit us though. I mean, uh, these games you uh, you saw Greenwood. I mean. It was a great game. I mean, but it, it really wasn't because they, they were just smacking us everywhere. And we can't, we really can't control that. I mean, can we hit spots? Yes. But because we don't have the velocity, they're pretty much going to put in the gap. So I'm looking at if we can get past Lamisa, we're going to, we, we have a chance to go two, maybe two, maybe three rounds deep if we can get past Lamisa and come into third. I will say one thing I have noticed is your defensive improvement. It has skyrocketed. You're talking about those diving catches at uh, at shortstop. Yes. I saw one yeah. of those, and I was thoroughly impressed. Yes, yes. I saw two of them actually. He had yes. one right down here, and then one diving. Yes, and I was like, "Ooh, that was dirty." Yeah, and uh, we we took a shot with him because he's actually a natural catcher. And when he at first he was doing a lot of things that were natural to him as a catcher. So he has to he had to mentally change his whole attack on. A ball coming to him, which is really hard to do because you're already programmed to do one thing, and that was that's been your survival tactics. And now you have to to re to reprogram everything to go another way. And he's doing great; he's adjusting very well. And the good news is, I'm going to have him next year as well because he's a junior. And what people don't know is, uh, Adriano, who who is the shortstop now, was last year's catcher of the year, first all, team all district. Um, and that was one of the things we talked about last time was how. How young your squad is, because you have maybe two real starters from last year on this squad. Actually, I don't even have that. I mean, have, yeah, I mean, I see. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. Because you right. had also Johnny, who was a newcomer year and played a good amount. Yeah, amount. he did. But really, you're right. Adriano's your only true starter. True starter. <laughs> Adriano you know, is, he, and he's not even in his spot no more. No. You know, you have Austin now as who was his backup. Yeah, and I have starter. Austin and Kelvin there. Yes, yep. sir. So you now have done that, um, and a lot of your pitchers who are who have pitched before, like Brandon and Zarius. You know, there were late inning relievers, mm -hmm. uh, closers. Now you're looking at them as starters. You know, how how much of this change has, has have they had to learn to readjust? Like you're saying, like, as you're not to change his mechanics, how many of these guys are changing what they're doing to adjust to what they're to their new roles right now? Yeah, well, see, that would, this is one thing about me is this is actually new as, as a coach for me. This is a, a new experience for me because I haven't been doing this job long. So I'm like, I'm looking at all these kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, nobody knows how to do anything because they have, not, <laughs> they have not played here. I didn't realize that until we actually started playing. I was like, oh man. So we had a, we had a slow down at the practice and we just did a lot of individual reps, a lot of just grinding out defensive reps. We actually sacrificed hitting for the first week just to get our, our, I guess our battle plan for defense ready to go. And finally, Coach, one thing we've seen is, you know, unfortunately, you haven't had many fans come out yet to watch you play. <laughs> uh, and, and it's pretty sad because these games are actually exciting. You know, you had the walk-off win at home. Oh, yeah, that was, Tahoma. That, was, that was epic. That was a really good game. You guys came back from, from down 6-0, scored three with two runs out, scored four in the final inning with two, with two runs out. You've had good games, like you said, uh, against Greenwood, who's a 4A club, really good club. Mm. Even though the score is, doesn't look good in your favor, but you had moments, your team had moments. Uh, most games I've seen, and I've been able to catch a couple of them, have been enjoyable, have been fun games. Yes, not always a win, but what are you going to say? What do you want to say to these fans who, you know, some of them who maybe are hesitant to come out? Um, it's all about the kids, you know, whether win or lose, just support the kids and just have a strong sense of community, you know. 
you're right. There's there's times I look up there and it's like, man, the visitors are more deep than we are, you know. <laughs> but then, you know, I try not to. I don't let that bother me. I I gotta stay. I gotta stay strong for the kids, you know. And the kids notice that they're like, well, how come we're not here? And well, how come they don't post us here? It's like, man, don't worry about that. Just go play the game. But um, it's it's enjoyable, you know. And it's just about the kids. Or just just go eat at least. Just go eat. I mean, the the it's gonna warm up soon. You know, we're gonna have food out there and just just go ahead and just eat and just enjoy the game. I mean it. We're bringing this program to another level, and it, it's a, it's a slow process, but it is a process. We're still moving, and um, it's good to see. Like you were saying, you you saw us when we were just muffing everything, and everything's getting past us, and now it's getting to where we're making diving we're making mm-hmm. diving plays out there. So we're showing improvement, and yeah, we're gonna have those games where we're like, oh my god, twenty six to zero, and you know that's just high school baseball, and then our kids are young and they're adjusting very very well. And there's a lot of them are stepping up to the plate and they're, they're taking on major roles here. A hundred percent. And I mean, you're hundred percent correct. I was there whenever, you know, it was like, <laughs> and now, <laughs> you know, I, I do see the improvement. I will say to all the fans, please go watch them. They're improving. They're doing great. It is going in the right direction. And, uh, I would give coach Marine a lot of credit for that as well as the kids for sure. Yeah. Well, coach again, thank you for this time. Thank you for coming on to the game on podcast. Again, this is, uh, Eduardo Diaz Miranda, I'm your sports editor. With me, as always, is Christian Jones. Uh, go ahead and you know, this will be up on – this is Game On. We'll have this up on our website, brownfieldonline.com, and it will be available where all podcasts can be seen. Where are those places at, Christian? Uh, there's multiple different places you can see this, uh, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. Spotify is in the works. Um, there is a banner online that you just click on. It takes you right to the RSS feed. Uh, there's multiple ways to reach these interviews, podcasts, for stuff like that. There's also videos on YouTube uh, that our main guy Justin does behind the scenes. But it, it's pretty dope, guys. Go check it out. It's a lot of insight on coaches and how they feel. And uh, hopefully we can get you to go support a little bit more. All right. And Coach Monine, thank you for your time. As always, this is Game On. And we will see you all next time.